The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. and welcome to another episode of Colts fans. Hell yeah. <laughs> In Bill's land. <laughs> My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside with me for a, uh, a Colts victory. Well, I guess when this episode drops Tuesday, Mr. Brandon Rogers, Brandon, how you feeling, buddy? Man, I mean, I feel a lot better than I did last week. That's for damn sure. How you feeling? How you doing? Oh, dude, I feel I feel relieved. I feel absolutely relieved. I feel like we finally got to see this Colts team play football to their identity. Finally. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked right now. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. You know, hey, good things happen when you run the damn ball, doesn't it? Yeah, you ain't kidding. Breakout game for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, they, they they utilized him fully and finally. And uh, Mo Ali Cox, man, Mo Ali Cox playing his heart out this week. Two touchdowns, finally getting the big man some looks. I don't know what's taking what's taken so long for them to be like, you know what? We got a pretty good tight end in Mo Ali Cox. We, he's a big dude. It takes like two, three guys to take him take him down. Why not use him more? You know. I love Allie Cox. The more Allie Cox we can get. Technical difficulty. Are yeah, you there? Just a little bit. Here hey. I am. Hey, <laughs> let's try that again. My fault. All good, man. You know, I just talk about my love of Allie Cox. <laughs> he was wonderful. He was so good. He was he fantastic. Was, he was electric, man. He was electric. And uh, we need more of that from our tight end position, right? Jack Doyle, we know, is not. You know, he's not the be-all, end-all. Happy to have him. Great blocking tight end. But Moelle Cox is that dude. Huge vertical threat for us, which is something that this Colts offense needs tremendously. Oh, playmaker. He's just a playmaker. Get the ball in his hands. Good things happen. So, Mo Alley Cox. Not less. Mo. <laughs> we need Mo, Mo, Mo of Mo Alley Cox. Yeah, this was, uh, this, was, this was nice. I was prepared for the worst mentally. Um, spiritually, because, you know, I just, you know, you always got to be prepared, but I was just pleasantly happy. That first half wasn't a pretty one. I do have to admit that uh, I was, it was like, oh, no, <laughs> uh, a little bit of a lackluster first half, but the Colts <laughs> did, did, you know, kind of, obviously the second half, the doors swung wide open 
And it was just an offensive onslaught that I really hope this team can kind of keep up. It was, uh, it was good, good to see this team firing on all, all facets. You know, I think a good thing started happening once Julian Davenport was benched. I mean, who would have thunk, you know, the weakest like our offensive line, just a turnstile Davenport. Hell, I'm kind of wishing for Sam Tevy to come on back this point. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm not. No. Yeah, don't say, don't say things like that. <laughs> but you're all right. As soon as they bust. Well, I mean, he, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, as soon as he's gone, you know, the, you, you put in, in Pryor and Reed. Well, Reed played great in backup of Big Q, but Pryor did admirable, you know, once you put him back there. He, I mean, he's not Costanza or anything, but or Brain Smith at full health, but he's a lot better than Davenport. You know, I'm excited to see what a, a capable offensive line would look like in Carson Wentz attacking. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm in the same boat. I was watching some film this week, and, Carson had plenty of time. He still took a couple bad sacks. Uh, just got, you know, guys sneaking in on the edge, but um, he had plenty of time to make stuff happen. And I think he did. I, I definitely would say he did. Um, you know, we're getting glimmers right now, glimpses of what this offensive line can be. And man, once it's finally pieced together, it's going to be a beautiful, um, it's going to be a beautiful unit again. That, that's, that's the thing. I am a little concerned. Uh, with Fisher, Eric Fisher on the left tackle Ooh. side. He's uh, there's a stat right out right now. These he's let up as many sacks as Julian Davenport, and uh, of course he was one of our big free agency signings this year. So there is some concern. We get it. He's recovering. He's well ahead of schedule of his ACL uh, tear, ACL or Achilles. My apologies. Always get those two mixed up. But um, but hopefully you know he can kind of get back on his game, get that explosiveness back. Um, because uh, we're certainly gonna need it. That that. The, the, the blind side, especially for Carson, uh, is absolutely crucial for making sure that this offense can can be at full strength. Man, there's a video going out of Eric Fisher getting just manhandled by Jalen Phillips. And uh, it it's like, you know, graphic violence should be rated R. A kid should not see that clip. So, it, you know, Achilles injury is super tough to come back from. I mean, he's under nine months uh, recovered right. from surgery. So for him to even be out there on the field right now, it's admirable. But we, we need him to play like the, the Eric Fisher of old and not Julian Davenport 2.0. So, yeah, he needs to step his game up big time. If not, you know, this, this again, falls right on Ballard's head that, hey, you, you thought a guy coming off a, a major, major leg injury could come and protect Carson Wentz, who needed all the protection in the world coming off of Philly last year. So, if Eric Fisher can't regain form, that's just another check against Ballard in my book. No, I, I, I agree. Like I said, there's a lot of offensive free agents out there and it is, I mean, it is suspicious, you know, again, I believe that Eric Fisher can, you know, turn the corner. I, I truly hope he does. But when Andy Reed kind of, you know, an, an offensive line that was desperate to, to have bodies, to have talent, and Andy Reed boots you after an injury, no remorse, no, Hey, I'm going to wait and see what you're like when you come back. It, it speaks volumes, but I hope I, I really, truly do hope that Fisher regains form. Um, we needed that anchor on the left side ever since Costanzo retired. We were hoping that um, that Fisher could be that guy. You know, it, it's it's the jury's definitely still out there, but we definitely got to have him step up, especially uh, with some of these defenses that we have coming up. It's been we, we faced pretty lackluster pass rushes, and that's probably what's the most concerning 
thing. I the Rams take them out of the equation, but Tennessee, Miami, not that great, and even Seattle um, is not that great. But they all feasted. Uh, you know, on that's not on Fisher the first game against Seattle, but uh, they feasted pretty much on this offensive line. So you know, just praying that. Uh, and I'm not really a religious man by any means, but I'm really I'm hoping that this thing can kind of come together. Yeah, uh, Baltimore is probably licking their chops right now. Like, oh, man, they're going to just send blitz after blitz on us. And, you know, hopefully Carson can kind of pick them apart, you know, with the the attacking man. Um, What I'm most worried about right now is our secondary. I mean, Xavier Rhodes got demolished last night or uh, Sunday. Yes. And, uh, I mean... I, I, I never thought I'd live in a world where I'm praying for Rocky Asin to come back ASAP. He's been our best DB by far, by far. 100%. And uh, I mean, without him out there last, we were getting cooked. Cooked. Yeah. Rhodes gave so. up what? Two penalties or something and, and, a, and a big gain or I think on the same drive, two penalties, if I'm not mistaken, and a, and a big time catch. My philosophy with it, we knew that the secondary was bad. That was probably the weakest spot coming at, you know, coming into the 2021 season. But um, again, I'm holding out of hope for Xavier Rhodes that, you know, it, it's just like we said with Carson, it's a meshing thing. It's a kind of getting up to game speed kind of thing. I think this is the first time he's been able to practice in many, many months to my understanding. And uh, just kind of got to get back to the level. I hope he returns, you know, and, he earned he earned a new contract last year, but it it, it grinds my gears when uh, when when th- those return contracts don't kind of pan out. So uh, I just hope he gets up to game speed because yes, I mean some of these passing offenses that we're going up against this year, uh, you know what I mean. It don't matter what our pass rush does, how good our pass rush is, um, you know our front seven. It's that secondary is going to get cooked every single time. Russell Wilson took advantage of it. Uh, Matthew Stafford took advantage of it. Uh, I would dare say Ryan Tannehill took advantage of it to as much as he possibly can. And uh, Jacoby Brissett, when he was upright, when he was not fumbling, you know, fumbling and bumbling uh, the, the ball over, he, he, you know, he could push the ball downfield. We all know how strong of an arm that he has. So, uh, and we still have, you know, again, Buffalo, which is a vertical offense. We still have Tampa Bay which is very, very vertical and all pass happy. Uh, Arizona. Yeah. Oh, Oh my God. Arizona. I am terrified of (laughs) Arizona right now. (laughs) That's Christmas Day. Like, come on, man. You're setting me up for (laughs) failure right now. What are you doing, NFL? Oh, my God. Arizona is so scary right now. Um, And, yeah, there's there's a lot out there. And that secondary has got to tighten up. Because, uh, you know, it, love Carson, what he's been able to do, but he's not one of those quarterbacks. At least he hasn't shown it yet for the Colts. He can play, but he's not one of those guys who can play keep up with some of these, uh, with some of these, you know, higher end quarterbacks. I think he, I mean, he showed glimpses, you know, he's got, he's two sprains right now. So I think once he heals on up and uh, gets to be 100%, especially we get T.Y. back, the offensive mm-hmm. line starts gelling. I'm going to see us pulling up 30 plus points a game oh, coming up so. real soon. Okay. We're going to be exploding. We're going to be exploding for sure. I hope so. I hope so. They are saying T Y should be coming back. He's on track to return soon. 
Um, so that's that's a good thing. Again, love him or hate him. Uh, T.Y. does add an extra element to this offense, a very experienced vet, uh, decent route runner and pulling bodies. He's pulling he's pulling defenders off. So uh, it definitely opens up, you know, some things we, we could use it. We have a very young, uh, very young, raw wide receiver core. Pittman's starting to merge on his own, but some of the under, you know, the underneath guys um, could definitely use, you know, could definitely use some veteran looks. Paris Campbell. <clears throat> I know. We finally get him healthy, and this is this is kind of what we get. Uh, he dropped a couple, one or two bad ones. I was like, oh god! Like he hit his hand. One that was just oh, it would have just it would have blown the game wide open, and he just right right in his hands. Yeah, that was crushing. That was crushing. Uh, let's see what else went on this week. Uh, Quentin Nelson put on IR, which was uh, you know we talked about the offensive line stuff already, but Quentin Nelson going on IR was not something that I we expected but i think i'm okay with it i think i'm okay with it for now definitely want him back but i want a fully healthy this dude is getting he's got so many surgeries you know battling through it and i don't want another costanzo or even i mean costanzo lasted a long time i i don't want a, a big decrease in, in, in how long we get to have this guy at, at top potential. So I'm okay with Quentin Nelson being at IR. Um, yeah, that, that's again, his replacement. Uh, what's his, what's his name? The Reed. What is it? Reed Reed. Yeah. He's okay. playing pretty well. He did pretty, pretty good. Well. I was, I yeah. was happy. Like I said, I, we were happy with, with his production. He, he looked good. They were talking. Uh, some people were suggesting on Twitter, about if if uh, Fisher can't get going, putting big Q out to left tackle eventually, and then then keeping Reed in that guard, which I don't hate the I don't no. hate necessarily hate I, the idea of it if if need be. I strictly for the fact that if we were to do that in a contract year with big Q, we get to pay him left tackle money and not left oh, guard money. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. A lot of pesos, brother. That's a lot yeah. of pesos. It's tough. It's so hard. Cause I know, I know there were talks about putting Q at left tackle this off season. Uh, some rumors, some rumblings and replacing Costanzo, but um, yeah, that's a good point. It would be, that would be a pretty penny. Let's see. What else do we Can got? Going? Oh, sorry. What's that? Right where he's at. Left, left guard. Yeah. No, just give, him, just give him a left guard. Yeah. That's the spot. Keep him there. <laughs> Yeah, we can move Reed to left tackle, maybe. Um, <laughs> so, and and also Jacob Eason. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah. Let's let's talk some Jacob Eason now. Uh, the slide. Ooh, can- scary season for Jacob Eason. It ain't good. <laughs> it is not good in Eason land. Uh, second game, health. Uh, second straight game, healthy scratch. Brett Hundley. QB two and there's even talks of uh, Sam Ellinger who's ready to come off IR and uh, possibly ousting him for the uh, the true QB two spot. Holy crap! So are we thinking we trade Easton? Yeah, get anything uh, I for mean, him? Mac can both a trade block can we get anything for him? I don't know about Easton. I, I don't know. I have, I mean, we, there is so little known about Jacob Eason 
right now. So little. The Colts have not been very transparent about Eason and his uh, his his you know ability. We got nothing from him last year. This year we got him through preseason. He was okay. I don't know. You could probably get a six or seven for for him. Probably. Uh, I mean, I think I'd be cool with that. I mean, if we're not going to play him, you know, right? If, get if some not, value. I don't know. It's confidence in him, or is it just is we want to get some more polish on him? I, I don't get it. Like, why? Why have him inactive or on the roster at all if you don't think he's good enough to play backup? Right, right. Like, put him at practice squad or or something like that. Like, um, keep him that low. It, pe- people have come up with a variety of theories. You know, they've stated that, you know, he's he's not good enough to play right now in case of emergency, but there's a chance of him still being a long-term kind of growing project. I don't know how much I buy that. You know, every time I, I'm told to, to, to buy in on Eason, uh, something like this happens. And it just further, like, prove like, I it still boggles my mind that we sat through this summer pre-Carson Wentz trade, and everyone's like, Eason season. Eason season, and I'm just no, no, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're, it's being proven. Like it's a, it's a like I pat myself on the back a little bit for for being anti Eason QB one. Well, and and not even just that though. Like think about it. Carson Wentz has been injured. I think almost every year he's played in the NFL, right? And we're prepared to have Eason as our backup, but now we're not. So, I mean, why weren't we better prepared to have, a, you know, a, a veteran backup? Right. You know, well, it, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Brett Hundley. He's or once is probably going to get hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, once is probably going to get hurt. So let's have a good backup behind him just in case something were to happen. Nice insurance policy. No, we'll roll with Ethan, who now can't even make the, the active day roster. Right. Yeah, that's it's it's been a year of miscues and a, a big year of, of miscues, uh, a step not in the right direction for, I think, the, the whole team front office wise, you know, and, and I get it. You can't be perfect every year. There's going to there's always going to be some whiffs. But this this year has been like one whiff after another. I think that's the most painful aspect of all this uh, to kind of sit there and be like, you know, we were concerned. You told us we'd be okay, and stuff's not lining up. Stuff's not lining up. Yep. Why did you lie to me? Ain't right. I used to trust you, Chris Ballard. I did, too. I did, too. Uh, Let's see what else happened. Yeah, we mentioned the Marlon Mack thing briefly. Uh, Sad about that, because I love Marlon Mack. I was very excited, but I get it. I get the move. I, I'd rather get rid of Wilkins, but I get, cause I think that Marlon Mack still has something to offer. I know they gave him some reps finally this week to kind of up his trade value, I guess. Uh, but it was hard. It was hard to see Marlon Mack kind of out there. And he's like this relegated to this severe, like backup, backup role. You know, we, we know it's the Jonathan Taylor show, but <laughs> Mack gave us some really good years. Um, some years when we were just, praying that you know our running back our running game could kind of get going and 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 mac was was criminally underrated throughout his his tenure here okay yeah 
So I'll never forget that Kansas City game where he really kind of broke out and just uh, you know killed it for us. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have beat Kansas City that game. So uh, yeah, you know, I but he deserves a, sh- a shot, especially coming off of his Achilles injury. He deserves a shot to go start somewhere and get some reps and get some carries. And I, I think he should have just stayed in Miami. Miami should just trade us, you know, like their first round pick for Marlon Mack. I would love it. <laughs> I, I, I second that. There are there are a lot of running back needy teams. Uh, San Francisco is is one that rings a bell right now. Uh, the Jets, even though I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't dare do that to Marlon Mack if I was Chris Ballard. If if he trades into the Jets, oh my God, what a bad person! <laughs> I will call for the fiery of Chris Ballard if he trades Marlon <laughs> Mack to the Jets. Um, but there are a lot of running back needy teams out there. They, they, there's no doubt about it. So um, so I guess that's kind of the week in news. Recap, right? There hasn't been too many other uh, happenings. Every we, we had a uh, injury free game, which is cool. No injuries Dude, reported. You have no idea how how scared I was when I saw Ryan Kelly limp off on the last play of the game. Like, what the hell, really? <laughs> and it was just the blown out shoe. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of how I was feeling. Too. And it's so fun. It's not funny, um, but that like Colts fans are just so tr- like conditioned to just it worst case scenario all the time. And people's hearts just dropped. I seen that and you just I just like, oh, I'm going to go check Twitter now. Depression, 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 depression. This season's over. This season's over. This season's over. Uh, but you know, the, it would it would have been like it would not have surprised me if uh, that happened to have been the case. Unfortunately, but we're gonna have a dinner. Trauma, man. Trauma. We're just trauma. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But um, but yeah. So next week, uh, yeah, that's all the kind of the news and stuff. Talking about the game. Next week, the Colts have the Ravens once again, this time in Baltimore, going back to their original home of uh, Baltimore. What are we looking for in this game? What are our, what, where are you optimistic about uh, when it comes to playing the Ravens? So they are a very good team. Uh, you know, they've beaten Kansas City this year. They've, they've smashed on the Denver Broncos. They've beaten, um, uh, who else have they beaten up on? What are they? They're three and one. Uh, the Lions. The li- oh, yeah, that's the right. 66-yard kick. That's right. almost forgot about that. Yeah. How could I forget about that? Uh, where's the optimism lie for you in, in this game for the Colts? I think we can keep Lamar Jackson in check running the ball. Uh, I mean, he's got an arm. He's shown that he can throw the ball very well, too. But I think we can kind of take away the dual threat of him. Uh, I think Leonard Okereke, <laughs> God, that's never going to get you. I think Leonard and Okereke can kind of keep him in check and, uh, you know, limit him, his mobility, as much as anyone can limit Lamar Jackson. Right. Um, he's probably the quarterback that scares me the most because he, he is just such a, a, such a dual threat. And, you know, unlike Josh Allen, he's actually a quarterback. Lamar Jackson is actually a quarterback that can run instead of a running back that can, you know, throw the ball every now and then. Uh, so, yeah. You know, if Lamar had more weapons, I think I'd be a little bit more scared. But I think we win this game. I do. I think we win this game. I think we can. We kept it. We were all right with them last year. Like, I think we kind of kept it close. There was a bad, like, bobble. Like, I think Taylor fumbled that game. 
Um, Rivers hit him and it hit Taylor for a pass. And he fumbled and it went the other way. And that was kind of um, that was kind of the momentum shift. But they hung tough with, with them for the most part. Uh, I do remember that we uh, we did a, the Colts defense did a pretty good job of containing Lamar. It was it was, you know, he, he got a couple big passes, I think, towards the end of the game. But um, Baltimore is a banged up squad right now. And I, I hope that they can work the Colts advantage. Of course, you always um, want to beat a team at their best. But, you, you know, a win is a win. Nah. Yep. Just give me that dub. Okay. <laughs> give me the dub. Give me the dub. But, you know, the. the the hope for me right now is yes, you, we can contain Lamar Jackson as best as we can. He is so electric. He's so he is very dynamic. He's growing as a player. I this is the most interested I've been in Lamar Jackson uh, this year because the team has pretty much been on his back. Minimal run game um, as far as you know, he doesn't have the the, the big time running backs. His wide receiver core still poo poo, and you know his defense is is kind of out. But I have hope because. Oh my God, these people texted me at this ungodly hour. Um, (laughs) I do have hope because if they struggled against bad teams, I I think, I mean, Detroit, especially like they were that close to losing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that close to losing. They stink. The Detroit (laughs) stinks. The the Broncos stink. We don't stink. We finally won our game. We're going on a freaking 12, 12 game winning streak right now. Dude, I feel pumped. I feel great. I'm so excited to see two sprains kind of go out there and, and show the world what he's made of now. He's played great all all four games we've had, but now you know it's finally coming to, to some W's, and I think we're going to go on a nice little little run here. No, absolutely, but absolutely, they did say uh, Carson Wentz has. Uh, hit, I mean, uh, stat wise, he's through his first four games this year versus last year, a lot smarter of a quarterback. Even though it doesn't always show on the field. Um, his touchdown interception ratio is much, much better um, this year through four games. So I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, it's time for a Rogers rant, though. Let's uh, let's get ready to close up this episode. What do we got for uh, a Rogers rant this week? Oh, well, it's the Bills. It's it's always the Bills. You guys are you know just parading around here. Oh yeah. 40 nothing. Oh, we just beat Sam Mills and the Houston Texans. Shut them out. Blah, blah. You guys, you guys barely squeaked by the Dolphins, you know? Uh, you know, uh, we, we shut them out. Blah. Josh Allen couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. He's trash. MVP can't eat my ass. Josh Allen looks so bad this year. And I don't know what it is, you know, maybe because there's people in the stands. He's probably got some kind of, you know, pressure on his shoulders. Stop acting like a little bitch, Josh. I can't wait to run. You were going to New York Stadium and just implant your butt cheeks back inside your your head, you piece of God. I hate the Bills. It's it's one thing in when you know they were bad and they were talking junk, but now like they think they're good and they're talking junk. Patrick Mahomes is going to go and just destroy all your little hopes and dreams and beat you by three four five six seven eight touchdowns he's gonna to throw a touchdown behind his back with his eyes closed next week and i can't wait i am literally gonna pull my penis out and just rub it against every little bill's logo i see and say oh yeah this is the mahomes treatment you're getting just stop, shut up and enjoy the show baby i can't wait mm. patrick mahomes you beautiful son of a bitch just go ahead and make love to buffalo because that's what mm, i can't yeah that's that's my my stick. I'm sticking to it. 
All right, I'm here for it. I'm completely here for it. <laughs> yes. Yes, the penis on the Bills logo. All right, everybody, that is a wrap on this week's episode. We thank you so much, as always, for your support. And we'll talk to you next time right here on Colts Fans. Yeah! In Bills land. Why is our logo so sticky?